What's up, everyone? Welcome to the 301st episode of the Pokemon Podcast. It's super effective. That's weird to say. Uh, I am your host, SBJ, and with me today, I have Will. I, I want to make it very clear that I got a full night's sleep last night. I am well-rested and ready for this drama. Full night's sleep, ready for the drama that is Pokemon news? Yeah, the drama that you're going to bring. <laughs> oh, man. Well, I think everyone liked our 300th episode. I think that went well. I think we got positive reviews, correct? It did all right overall. So our uh, our show today is pretty simple. Not as uh, long or dramatic as last week. We're just going to do some Pokemon news that we're just going to catch up on here. Not a whole lot, but just a lot of little stuff. And then we just got a couple emails, and then we're going to do our Pokemon of the week. So we're going to keep this episode short and simple. I think probably a lot of those is I'm I'm traveling a bit, so we're probably going to aim for like the hour mark for most of these. Every time I say that, it becomes like two hours, but yeah, see what we can do. And then, of course, we have our Pokemon of the week. Let's just dive right into things, I suppose. <laughs> bring me some news, sir. You're, bring me your finest news. Let me give you my best cup of news here. We talked about this a little bit last week, but... The hidden ability Alola starters are now available to redeem through mystery, through Pokemon Bank and Mystery Gift. Players can redeem fully evolved Alola starter Pokemon with their respective hidden abilities via Pokemon Bank. Opening Pokemon Bank with either Sun, Moon, Ultra Sun, or Ultra Moon will be able to send them to a delivery man at any Pokemon Center via Mystery Gift. See, I was confused about this. I was told you only need Ultra Sun, Ultra Moon, but I don't see why um, Bulbapedia would be lying to me. Unless they have nefarious intentions yeah, of I... tripping you up. <laughs> Maybe. Uh, you'll be able to get Decidueye with the hidden ability Long Reach. It will know Leaf Blade, Phantom Force, Shadow Sneak, Brave Bird. You can get an Incineroar with Intimidate, which is probably the better ability for that Pokemon. Uh, which knows so. Fake Out, U-Turn, Darkest Lariat, and Flare Blitz. And then you can get a Primarina with Liquid Voice. I don't think that ability is that good, but... That will give you Hyper Voice, Moonblast, Icy Wind, and Parish Song. Previously, the hidden ability Johto starters were available. Uh, they were available to players who accessed Pokemon Bank from February 27th to November 30th, 2015. I have all those. The starters could also be transferred to XY, Omega Ruby, Alpha Sapphire using Pokemon Link. Uh, and I think these Pokemon also end in November, but I don't have a specific date in front of me. So, which which of the three do you think has the best uh, hidden ability? I think it's Cineroar. I mean, Long Reach is fine, but... Mm, well, Intimidate, you're just saying that because it's good for shiny hunting. And because you like Incineroar. Yeah, but like in, in doubles VGCs, Intimidate's super good. Oh, that's true. I don't that's know if true. like... I, and I do like Incineroar. I don't know if you're ever going to see like Liquid Voice, because I'm pretty sure what Liquid Voice does is it changes sound type sound-based moves into... <laughs> There's no sound type. Not yet. Sound-based sound moves, based moves into yes. water-type moves, and there's only two, four, six, eight. Or there's nine sound-based sound moves, but one of them is already water, and the other ones are, like, sing, growl. Like, there's no benefit of those being water unless I'm missing something. Um. Yeah, well, because they don't do damage they're not damage dealing moves so you're looking at things like round and echoed voice and things like that that uh might benefit from stab on a water type something like that but i like long reach because every time i think of long reach i think of kofa grigas 
Cofagrigus. Oh, Cofagrigus, yeah. Yeah, because if you touch it, then you get the Cofagrigus. You get the mummy. <laughs> you get mummy. You get the ability mummy, but that's the thing is Decidueye can do, well, I mean, does it even have like physical type moves? Yeah. Decidueye's Brave Bird is, yeah, it's physical. Oh, I guess, and probably Phantom Force too, or Shadow Sneak, one of them. Leaf yeah. Blade, I guess all of them. <laughs> well, when when Kofagrigus becomes uh, meta in the VGC formats again, you know which bird to turn to. <laughs> yeah, I guess, I guess. I feel like this was supposed to be Pokemon Day, like this was supposed to be a Pokemon Day event, and they missed the date. No, you're 100% accurate. Well, that's okay. At least they tried. They could have just... I don't know if I talked about this with Irene or you last week. I can't remember. It was Irene. They could have at least announced it on Pokemon Day of like, hey, these are coming eventually. It's not like it would have stopped people from doing whatever they would have done on Pokemon Day. This is why I am now the Director of Communications for the Pokemon Company International. Congratulations, Will Anderson, on your promotion. Some other news is a shiny... I think we might have talked about this, but shiny Poipol to be distributed in South Korea. That distribution will go from March 31st to April 1st. Uh, as part of the Spring Korean League event, Shiny Poipo will be available to, for distribution. It will be level 40. It will be contained in a Cherish Ball. It will know the moves Venom Drench, Nasty Plot, Poison Jab, and Dragon Pulse. Uh, the distribution will be held at the Pyeongchang Latte... Pyong- de- Pyeongchon. Pyeongchon. La- Latte Department Store. Second floor from 12 p.m. to 5 p.m. Via infrared, uh, the event is for only Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon, of course, because Poipo is a new Pokemon. Yeah, that's sad because we I actually have a Lote. Um, I have more than one Lote near me, but it's not in the you know Falls Church, Virginia Lote department store, so it's not going to do me any good. <laughs> Lote is real good. If you have one near you, you're lucky. You can get that kimchi in the big bottle. Kimchi. Love it. Have you ever had kimchi? Mm, I've heard of it. I mean, of course you've heard of it. It's like all over my Instagram whenever I get it in the house. Uh, I mean, like I have, uh, is it like ramen? I've had ramen. No, it's kind of like uh, spicy sauerkraut. Oh, I don't like, well, sour, I'm no longer on board. It's more spicy than sour. Kind of tastes like a bar of soap if you wanted to like chow down on a bar of soap, but spicy. Mm. Just m- move on. You're, I, I've lost you. <laughs> uh, a simpler login will be added to Pokemon Go. Go accounts will be able to link their Facebook and login will be simpler. Uh, this is off PokemonGoLive.com, Niantic's official blog. It says, good news trainers, we will soon be rolling out support. For account linking with Facebook, along with a simpler sign-in progress, linking your Pokemon Go to your Facebook account gives you more options to log in and help preserve your progress across devices. With this change, you will be able to link your trainer profile to your Facebook and Google accounts and use those and use any of those credentials to access Pokemon Go. For example, someone who currently logs in with the trainer Pokemon Trainer Club account could link their trainer profile to both their Google and their Facebook accounts, and then use whichever account they can, and then they can use whichever account they prefer going forward. To link your trainer profile, go to Google or Facebook account, access the settings menu, and then select the platform you'd like to link. I don't think this is live yet, though. 
accounting account linking is especially useful for somebody who has registered Pokemon Go using a Google account that may not be able to access that account in the future, such as one associated with a work or university email address. By linking their Facebook account, they can continue to make progress on their Pokedex and even link a new Google account for their trainer profile. Please note that this feature is only available to trainers ages 13 and over. For more details about this feature, visit Pokemon Go Help Center. We hope you enjoy this new way of entering the world of Pokemon Go. What if somebody's work email address address is a university email address? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, you link your Facebook, and when you eventually get fired from that university, you will oh, still... That, that'll happen soon. You'll still be able to access your Pokemon Go, Will. You'll still be able to get your Lugia that you got at Pokemon Go Fest, no matter... Oh, how, by, how nice. How how does does this mean they're digging deeper into the data mines about all of my <laughs> cross interests about where I go and what I'm doing now? Now they're gonna get all my Facebook information and my Google uh, Google Plus uh, feed, whatever they Google circles. I don't I don't remember what that one is. I I wonder if this is like unifying servers because remember when Pokemon Go originally launched that if you had a trainer club account you couldn't get in. Boy, do I remember, yes. And so I had a trainer club account because I linked it because obviously that's what I would like my Pokemon stuff to be linked to is my trainer club account. And it worked for about a day and then it stopped working. And because I needed a report on it, I made a dummy account with a Google and that worked. But then as soon as trainer club came back up, I I haven't logged into that Google account in two years. I'm sure I'm like level six with like a Squirtle or something. Because also, when I originally signed up for the Trainer Club account, I put in $10 right away because I wanted to see what the what you could buy in the store. I mean, it is what it is. I'm curious, though, is if if Trainer Club is having issues and you've linked your Facebook. Okay, it's just I, I know Facebook authentication is used like in a lot of applications, so they just may have the resiliency that's required so that we can stop having these login problems every few months. So, according to the TOS, the terms of service with Pokemon Go, when you agree to play Pokemon Go, when you agree to play Pokemon Go, obviously you agree to like not cheating, not stealing, not using Pokemon Go for personal gains, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, but also you agree to only have one account. Obviously, there's hot debate about that because a lot of people if you've gone to raids, pull out three to four phones, if not more phones. But if they if they really wanted to enforce that, I think they could. Uh, and the reason I say that is because doesn't like Uber and Lyft do stuff like that, where like I can't have multiple Uber accounts because it requires a verification through just my phone number. Yeah, but multiple devices will have multiple phone numbers, so that doesn't work. Are are they just not one phone with multiple hots like with a hotspot that the other phones are just connecting to? No, they all have their own service. You service think, is cheap. You think people you think these people come into raids with like seven phones have seven different numbers across them? If they care enough <laughs> <laughs> to have multiple phones at rate I just I Literally, I was having a conversation with my coworker the other day because he got invited to a Mewtwo raid. Okay, like on a 
on a Friday, but he it's like in the middle of the work day on a Friday and he's like trying to figure out like does he come into work late? Does he leave work early? Does he get out of work in the middle of the day? And I was like, Don't you already have Mewtwo? And he said, Yeah. And I was like, why do you need another Mewtwo? And he's like, Because I want to get a good Mewtwo. And I'm like, for what? Yeah. <laughs> for what? But then it's like these people, like if they have multiple phones or whatever, are they like, are they, they can't all be logged into the same account simultaneously. No, they're not. So, they're logged into different ones. The, so like, okay. Like, so some of the reasons why people have multiple phones is cause like, look at, um, let's say an Absol raid. Uh, you can, you can solo like a Mawile raid, but you can't, it's very hard to, for a lot of people, it's hard to solo an Absol raid, but you need about three people to do an Absol raid. So you can either go out with two other friends or you just have three phones and then you can solo an Absol raid yourself. Uh, or, you know, if, if you and your friend both have three phones each, that's six accounts, which means you could probably do, um, I don't know, like a Moltres or like an Articuno. Those, those weren't terribly difficult with, I think I did, I think I did a Moltres with five people before. So, I mean, that's doable. It's, it's just so you don't have to wait for other groups and you don't have to like coordinate meeting up somewhere and getting together. It's just, you have the devices to fill in for the people who would normally show up to help. But, but the thing is, it's like, you're, what if your non-primary account catches the raid Pokemon? Then you don't have it in your main collection. You're, you're still waiting for trading to happen someday that still hasn't been announced. I, mm. When people turn games into work, that's when I start <laughs> to become concerned. Really. Well, it's not even that's like... That's when it's like... Mm. We've had this conversation before. It's not even like a perfect Mewtwo is any better than a... Like, if you have an 82 IV Mewtwo or a 92 IV Mewtwo, it's still going to take you the same amount of taps to take... Like, uh, my Mewtwo, like, I just did a Mewtwo raid yesterday. And there was 18 of us because somebody was like, Hey, I can't stay real long. I need to do this Mewtwo and leave. Does anyone want to just do this real quick and not care about you know, maximum points or efficiency. And I was like, yeah, man, I'll jump in on you. I already have four Mewtwo, so I don't really care that much. So we did it real quick. We were the first group to go. We did it. We did it with 18. Mewtwo has, what, like a 300-second timer? We did it in 40 seconds. It's like, who cares if your Pokemon were perfect or not? In that situation, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter in any situation. Who cares? But, I mean, like, these people care, and that's fine. But it's not like Pokemon Go is... It's not like people are going for the innovative battle system in Pokemon Go, but I, they care about the numbers. But it's also not like Pokemon Go is even close to becoming an eSport. You can't make money playing Pokemon Go, so... Uh, you can spend money. I mean, yeah, you can. Is it is it like being around people? Is that what other people enjoy? Because that's certainly not something that I enjoy. I don't know. Uh, that's a good question. It's, a I, it's, I, it's definitely I, a weird culture. But, yeah, it is. But going back to the going back to the account linking, even if somebody had multiple phones with phone numbers, you're still it's a million times easier to make a Google account than it is to get a phone number. Google accounts are free. I can oh, make yeah. I can make a hundred in like a half hour, whereas a phone number it's going to cost me at least ten dollars for a new line, right? Maybe unless you're like Sprint, maybe it's five dollars a new line. Yeah, I'm not that- sure. 
10, 10 to 20. No, 10 to $20. Yeah. If you want data, yeah. If they really wanted to, you know, stop, not not necessarily spoofing, but to stop people from just making these fake accounts to, like, gather, to, like, do whatever, run whatever websites they're doing, data tracking websites or, you know, whatever against terms of service they're doing. I'm not sure why they don't roll out a phone number thing, unless that's actually, like, way more complicated in this bigger infrastructure than it is. But for a wow. common person, like, for me... I have one Uber account because it's linked to a phone number. So I could get a whole new Uber account if I really wanted to, but it's way more work than than like just making another Gmail. Yeah, I mean, you can, it's very easy to get Google email addresses. I hmm, I'm, I'm just trying to think of like because you know, doing like Hotspot, well, we've had that discussion too, right? Because for me, Hotspot is just not an option. So what people had with newer type phone accounts, I don't know, because you can't you can't do a hotspot because of your plan. I'm on the I'm on the great grandfather <laughs> data plan. I just I I read this and it's cool that they're uh, they're merging these accounts together, but I'm just curious of what their what the end goal is. Like why have like I it's it's fine. Like I'm not upset about it. Uh, I know some people are upset. Like why are you doing this instead of trading? Uh, I'm sure there's a business reason for this. And the benefit to us is, hey, you won't lose your account if you link it to something else, which is awesome. But what is the business side of things? Because I don't think you can just, maybe you can just link to Facebook for free, but maybe there was a deal in place. Well, I, it, I, it's exactly what I was saying at the beginning, right? What, what does the consumer get? Simpler login, all right? When you go to Facebook on your mobile device, how frequently does it ask you to enter a email address and password? Like never but right so if you tie logins to that you're basically removing you know id and password from the whole formula which people want because people find passwords to be very difficult to remember and an encumbrance to their ability to enjoy life don't get me started but what's the trade-off is now they're getting the Pokemon Go data. They're putting it in a pot with all the Facebook data that it's collecting. And pay attention to what it says that they're going to be obtaining about your Facebook account because it may be like your contacts from Facebook and uh, other pieces of personal information about you from Facebook, which then they throw that into the pot. And then they put that in with the Google Circles information and they stir it around and they say, hmm, this is what we can now sell to this person with a high likelihood that they're going to buy it. Yeah, that's probably what's going to happen. <laughs> uh, speaking of Pokemon Go, Lugia has returned in raid battles for Pokemon Go. The legendary Pokemon Lugia from the Johto region will return to raid battles on March 16th. At this time, Rayquaza will no longer be available. Lugia will know the improved flying move Sky Attack until April 2nd. Is also it's also possible to obtain a shiny Lugia in raids. This is our first legendary shiny Pokemon in Pokemon hey, Go. Nice, yeah. I think this is like the twentieth shiny Pokemon available out of the three hundred and fifty that are in the game. So that's cool. I get. I guess you already have a Lugia. I have a couple Lugia. I have three Lugia. If you encounter a shiny Lugia in a raid, it will have a 100% catch rate like it did at Pokemon Go Fest, which is nice because Lugia's base catch rate, I believe, is 2% plus like... Like the milk? Yeah, like the milk. 
Obviously, if you golden raz and you curveball it, you can increase the catch rate, but just standard Pokeball head on is 2% catch rate. I think the shiny is cool, uh, but also, like, I don't know if it's worth my time. As somebody who shiny hunts on Twitch for several hours a day, <laughs> you don't want to have to shiny hunt in, uh, in real life. It's just like the driving and the gas. Like, okay, so for example, I went down to Mewtwo yesterday. Not a shiny Mewtwo, of course, but uh, Irene went to the hospital. We, I already talked about all this, but she's okay. No need to worries. But she was supposed to do the Mewtwo raid with me. Wait, I hear about her going to the hospital. Uh, one of her blood levels was extremely high. It was supposed to, I guess you're, it's supposed to be about 1,000 and hers was at 4,000. This so is it, what happens when a vampire overeats. Okay, I get it. So it can lead to kidney failure. So she went in and they like uh they IV'd her up or whatever with the with the liquid, putting liquid right into your body. Dra- draining off some of that excess blood. Okay, okay. And so anyways, they said everything was fine, but they needed to keep her for a couple hours just to make sure that she left hydrated. So it was just pretty so much they could- Jack up those bills, uh-huh. Yep, so it was pretty much just her sitting there watching Naruto on her phone, getting getting IV'd, getting something, I don't know what those, like, pouches are called. Yeah, IVs, right? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Okay. So she was like, you should just go to the Mewtwo raid. I was like, okay. So it took me 35 minutes to get to the raid, because it was in Oak Creek. It took me about 10 minutes to do the raid of just organizing, and then it took me 40 minutes to get back. That's... 90 that's an hour and a half to do a Mewtwo raid for a Pokemon I already have. I have five Mewtwo's now. That's fine. Cool. None of them are perfect IVs. I'm sorry to disappoint anyone. But to like do that for a I don't know what the chances are for Shiny Lugia. I mean, if somebody told me it was one in 20, maybe if it was one in 100, I, I just want to know what I guess I just want to know what the chances are. Because if one Mewtwo is going to take me... And by the way, these raid groups, at least in Milwaukee, are all in the Oak Creek area. So that's at least 30 to 35 minutes for me to get there. 30 to 35 minutes to get back, not to mention the driving between point to point. I just don't know if that's worth my time. There's a I difference. don't even know where Oak Creek is. There's a difference between sitting at home, like being entertained and shiny hunting. In this case, chat is entertaining me. I am shiny hunting. It's a good time. And then sitting in your car and driving and then getting out of your car when it's like 30 degrees, standing outside to do the most boring attacks in the world, just aka tapping your screen, and then hoping that that Lugia is going to be pink. It is pink with kind of red embellishments. I mean, it looks nice. If I was in like California or maybe Texas, I might have different thoughts. But right now in Wisconsin, the weather sucks. Yeah, the weather's not so great here in D.C. either. I'm not out there living that hard Pokemon Go life. <laughs> <laughs> Last bit of Pokemon Go news is the Bul- Bulbasaur will be available for Pokemon Go Community Day on March 25th from 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. UTC. Players will get three times the experience points and three-hour lures as a bonus. Bulbasaur will also know the move, uh, the exclusive move Frenzy Plant I believe when you evolve from Ivysaur to Venusaur, it will learn that. And because the last two community days have been shiny Pokemon, everyone is assuming this Bulbasaur will be shiny as well. 
So there you go. That's on Sunday this time. The last two were on Saturday. This is the first one on Sunday. So we'll see how that goes. I'm kind of excited for that. I may skip recording. It's super effective and actually try to get myself a shiny Bulbasaur. <laughs> well, we always record way before that starts, right? Because it starts at one. Well, it starts what, at what, one what, my time to to your time. <laughs> yeah, usually right, right when we're in the middle of recording. Yeah. We just start earlier that day. Good luck. <laughs> last bit of news is for March 16th. TCG collectors who spend $20 on select TCG products in the UK, Ireland, France, and Italy can pick up a limited, a three, can pick up a pack of three limited Pokemon cards featuring Ash's Pikachu. There are six limited, there are six limited edition cards and will only be available while supplies last. You can go to either Game, Waterstones, Smiths, or eerie retailer to get these collectible the eerie cards. retailer spooky <laughs> needs met here so for 19.99 pounds is that what the l with the line through it is pounds that's pound sterling correct uh or then 19 dollars usd you can get these uh these were available at pokemoncenter.com which is only available for the u.s at some point but if you want your uh ash hat pikachu tcg cards there are six of them, and you get three per buying something for $20. Well, do you get to pick which three you're going to get, or is it like up to chance so you have to keep buying more and more $20? Yeah, I don't know. Is there, is there like two different three-packs, or is there like any, any three-pack can contain any card? Ugh. And is the card any good? No, I don't think so. I mean, they're all the mm. same. They're just the end. Uh, oh, wait, no, they're not all the same. They're all different, actually. Uh, they all have different moves and different attacks, and they all have uh, different hats. Just remember, you can only play four Pikachu per deck. They all do have 70 HP, though. The attacks are different. So there's That's pretty standard for a Pikachu, isn't it? Yeah, 60 or 70, I would say, is standard. I'm assuming one of these Pikachus is probably better than the other in some way, shape, or form. All right, well, that's all the news for you guys today. Nothing too, nothing too thrilling. Uh, Detective Pikachu out this weekend, I believe. Uh, on the 23rd, Detective Pikachu comes out this Friday, so uh, we will... Very exciting. I don't know if we'll be talking about this on the 25th when we record, or we'll wait till the next week. Uh, I'm not sure how much time we'll, Will and I will both have with it, but I believe Will is buying it. Yeah, I'm going to get it, and I, heck, I don't want to spoil it for people. <laughs> I don't, I don't want to spoiler Detective Pikachu for if people. If it's anything like Professor Layton or The Witness or pretty much any puzzle games... Like once you see once you see somebody play through it, it's not going to be unique or different for your playthrough. You'll know exactly how to solve the puzzle <laughs> because Pretty you've much, seen yeah. somebody do it. We'll see. We'll see what people think. Uh, I we might just wait a full week just in just so we don't accidentally spoil anything. Or I mean, we could probably give first thoughts, but I mean, we all know what it is. It's a puzzle game, so uh, we'll take a quick break. When we come back, we'll do a couple emails. We'll do our Pokemon of the week. We will be right back. Garbage. 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 And we are back from our break. Let's do some emails, Will. I enjoy emails. First email here is from Luke from Kyoto, Japan. 
Nice. Haven't added a Japan email in a while. He says, hey guys, I'm actually a pretty new listener. I started listening to The Carve from episode one. After word on the street was that another Monster Hunter podcast was in town. I checked out you guys and found out the experience to be really chill and listenable, so I stuck around. I recently moved to Japan, and I was bombarded with Pokemon all day, every day. I craved some Pokemon audio content, then I remembered this show existed. After listening for a couple weeks, but also in that time, I've gone back to listen to episodes around uh, episode 150, and I started catching up, downloading a whole bunch at the time, and listening while I explore Kyoto has been great. The show is really easy to listen to, even in large doses, and like all the best podcasts, it just has a feeling of hanging out with some fun friends. Fun fact, around the time Omega Ruby Alpha Sapphire came out, you started describing what you wanted to do, you wanted the series to do next, you pretty much described Sun and Moon. I'm looking forward to those episodes uh, when those games... I'm looking forward to the episodes when those games come out. Keep up the top monster-based content, Luke. Well, there's not really a question in there, but... I nah, mean, but it's very nice thanks. email. Yeah, definitely. Have I talked and, about this on the show before? I, I, I'm obviously streaming my life away, so I talk about a lot of things, but... <laughs> People always ask me what I what I look forward to in in Generation Eight, and the thing I've I've said, which maybe I'm maybe not exclusive to me, but I've never seen anyone else kind of mention it, is the thing I want to see the most is actually because I'm I'm happy with Sun and Moon where it's at. I'm happy with the no HMs. I'm happy with like stuff like the Pelago. I'm happy with the different methods of shiny hunting, which I'm sure. They'll introduce new methods because every game has exclusive me- or every generation has exclusive methods to hunt. I'm pretty happy with the game overall, but the one thing that's always bothered me, which I think is finally the time for them to fix that, is the battle animations. I think if you look at generations one through five, you saw how the sprites continued to get better, right? And then when yes. generation six came around, you had that big change of like finally. We're out of sprite territory and we're in 3D model territory, which is something why those it's why like games like Stadium and Coliseum and Battle Revolution existed is so you can get those Pokemon in 3D and you can see them moving around, you can see the size and the shape, and I think that's really important when it comes to that kind of stuff because you it's hard to tell judge it's hard to judge size and stuff in a sprite form, but if you look through over all the games one through seven. The battle animations have gotten better, but there's never been this distinctive jump. There's never been this Gen 5 to Gen 6 jump of like, now now we're cooking. The battle animations kind of have been the same. Even if you look at Pokemon Stadium, they've kind of been just as good as Pokemon Stadium was 20 years ago. They're a little bit better, but they're not. Uh, you're, yeah, you're right. Because it's like kind of like the camera's just floating around and then it's looking at them and nobody's really doing anything until an attack goes through and then it's like yeah now it's like there's six animations for each (laughs) it's like physical attack special attack uh status attack and then like you know when you receive a physical attack when you receive a status oh you're no they they, yeah i agree 100 percent I remember playing Stadium as a kid, and I was like, man, this is almost like the TV show. And then it never really got better since then. <laughs> and I think that's the end goal, right? Is for the games to kind of look... Not like... not. I don't... Okay. It's not the end goal for the games to look like the, the TV show, but the reason you watch the TV show 
is because you want to see Pokemon battling in real time, right? That's at least why wow. I, I some mean, people, some people, I but to like see Serena's character development. <laughs> oh, my my mistake, but. It would be cool to have some more advanced... I would like to see them finally take that leap forward and putting a lot more effort into the battle animations. So my question is, um, because you've played more video games than I have, just as, as quantity completely, you, you have played more. Of JRPGs that you've played, which JRPG has a battle style that you would like to see used or made similar by Pokemon? Mm, that is a really good question. Like, not Final Fantasy XV, because that's more real-time, right? Yeah, Final Fantasy XV is real-time. Yeah, um, they ruined it. They ruined Final Fantasy with that. Um, <laughs> so, what about Persona 5? Does that Because I know that's also kind of like turn-based battle, right? Still, maybe? I, Persona I I 5 is turn-based. Right, so does that have good battle animations? They're okay. Uh, I wouldn't say that they're... They're better or worse than Pokemon. But you are right in the aspect of, like, Pokemon has five different, maybe five or six different camera angles it focuses on. The camera just kind of slowly pans. When the creatures attack, they either, like, for the most part, they just move forward, and then there's an overall animation that does something. Like, the character itself will move forward, and then you'll see, like, the water come down from Surf. Well, and no, it's it's like if it's a physical move, it has one animation. If it's a special move, it has a different animation. If it's a status move, it has and like literally like every physical move, you're always going to see the physical move animation. Yeah, and they, then they've like built the physical moves so that they kind of line up with that. They kind of Z moves kind of have a little bit to it. The animation itself in Z moves are okay, but you can see the flaws in Z moves, like when. Um, Rockruff uses breakneck blitz. You can kind of see Rockruff running, but it's actually just like this, it's just the 3D model like cocked back on its back legs and it's just getting pushed by oh, like. No, even, <laughs> even worse, when Toucanon is using, uh, what is the flying type one? Breakneck blitz? <laughs> no, but whatever, because Toucanon doesn't like spread its wings to fly. So it literally just looks like you're kind of. Oh, wow, I hate that I'm phrasing it this way, but it kind of looks like you're just taking a toucanon toy and flushing it down a toilet. It kind of like swirls around in a oh, circle, man. but it doesn't flap its wings, and it just kind of spins around <laughs> and then falls. <laughs> I would say that Persona 5 is better than that. <laughs> it's better than All just right. like your Pokemon just being positioned in a way where it looks like they're moving, but if you look really closely, it's just it's it's just a 3D model stationary getting pushed in a direction. Yeah. I mean, I I would talk about my experience with Persona 4, but I am forbidden from speaking of that on this particular program. So mm, mm. Understandable. Uh, I will say, though, we're, I'm doing this Generations Marathon on Twitch, so it requires... Uh, it requires me to play old games. So if you're unfamiliar and you're listening to this episode, every day on Twitch, there's a different generation. So on Friday, we started with Kanto. So I played Fire Red and Leaf Green, tried a shiny hunt in that. Yesterday was Johto. So I I egg, egg bread in, in crystal. And then today, after we're recording this, will be uh, generation, uh, will be Hoenn. So I'm going to do software sets for a starter in in omega ruby alpha sapphire because i've heard it's the fastest way to software set also 
me personally, I wanted to make sure I did a different shiny method every single day. So the first day was uh, the game corner method, which is buying five Abras, checking them, resetting. Second day was egg. Today is soft resetting. Sinnoh will be pokey radar. Uh, Gen 5 will be double grass. Six will be horde. And then seven will be SOS. So I have different methods every day. I just wanted to clarify, you um, you are part of the marathon is from 6 p.m. to midnight, right? Eastern. Correct. The only time zone that matters. And the day starts with you. Yes. So I always so, kick off the next the next region, I suppose. Yeah. Okay. But now going back specifically to Pearl and and original black and white, it's so it's so weird that at the core all the Pokemon games are the same, but also they're just very different in their own ways, and I really like that. My well, first off, my main complaint about Pearl is those a- battle animations are super slow, and there's no way to speed them up, and I feel like just killing a level 2 Starly takes an eternity. But, like, the camera perspective and the way the game actually looks, and it's just... It's very cool to go back to. Also, I think Pokey Radar is going to be the end of me, because that method sucks. Uh, but... In black and white, I like totally forgot when you like talk to an NPC, they have like a little chat bubble that actually pops up from their head with like a little like I don't know what the bottom of that line is called, the line that connects the chat bubble to their mouth. <laughs> Who knows? I didn't know that had a name. But you know what I'm talking about though. It looks like the it looks like a speech bubble coming out of their mouth. Yeah. And I was like, I completely forgot about this. Also, there's like a little dude like rocking out of a rocking out on a guitar in front of one of the shops and I was like I had this is not in any other game. It's like when I was playing Crystal and I was like, "Oh yeah, there were jugglers. Like you fought a juggler. That was a type of trainer that you fought." Or like a fire breather was in Crystal. Like these types of trainers that were specific to the game, but to like just to something as stupid and little as like Oh, there's like this little NPC playing a guitar in front of the Pokemon Center. Like, you don't see that in any other Pokemon game. It's just very, it's like, it's just that level of charm. Or when you're going between routes in black and white, uh, you see like the, there's an outbreak on Route 14. There's an outbreak on Route 14. And I was like, this is not in oh, any other Pokemon yeah. game. Remember the outbreaks? Yeah. And then I was, and then I was thinking, I don't think I actually have Landorus, Tornadus, and Thunderous because I don't think because you have to do the outbreak stuff to find them, right? Uh, no, that's the storms. Yo, you yeah, to, yeah, you have to go to the rainstorms. Yeah, but yeah, I just, I, it's just very cool to go back to and see all these little different things. So, like, I feel like when a new generation comes out, people will probably say like, "Oh, they're not different enough," or "They're they're too samey," because I think a lot of people have said that about Sun and Moon, but. After going back to these older games, I feel like they are very, very different, and they've made advancements, and I think that as you're playing, maybe if you go through a Pokemon game once, and then you put it down, and then, you know, a year later, you pick up the next Pokemon game, you might you might just have that mindset of like, oh, this is the same, but, and I, I, I honestly thought that of Black and White until last night when I was, like, setting up to, like, find Bufalant, I was like, alright, I need a Pokemon to paralyze, I need a Pokemon with False Swipe surprised i have this kind of stuff in this game and then just like going through i'm like wow this is actually this is not anything like i remember and it's really charming like at the end of the day yeah it's still you're still catching pokemon you're still doing battles like that's all kind of the same but just how 
the towns are orchestrated and organized and how like the people talk to you and just like the little things around it just makes me more excited for a new game because i'm now seeing i'm now actually like breaking down the differences between every generation and i think they're cool i I like how different they all are in their own ways no i agree each one has its own special features and and by changing out the the character models and everything that 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 kind of makes it more fun because uh, one thing I miss from Gen Six are the the hex girls. I think is that what they were called or hex maniac girls? Hex maniacs, they're awesome. The only reason I brought that stuff up because they they said that I wanted a lot of things. It says you pretty much described Sun and Moon when Omega Ruby Alpha Sapphire came out, which I think I I probably complained about HMs being an ancient thing of the past. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of weird. I pr- I probably said some uh, Pokemon Bank. I know was a thing. I I touted for for years and they finally gave it to us i was like i want a cloud-based solution where i can just upload pokemon and they're safe and then we got pokemon bank so that's my prediction for gen 8 you heard it here first uh finally they make an advancement in battle animations as long as it's not real time thank you yeah no no i I just mean how the actual battles play out and they 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 look interesting and they're fun to watch especially if you're going to play a game for like 70 hours uh, this message is from Alex from Auckland, uh, New Zealand. It says, hello, SBJ, Micah, Will, Irene, La, Rochelle, Logan, Al, and whoever else I might manage to miss. My name is Alex, and I'm a huge Pokemon fan. I'm so glad I found this podcast. This podcast is really entertaining and fun to listen to every week while I catch the train uh, to and from school. I want to thank you all for the work you've done and to all the... Uh, and- I want to thank you all for the work you have done and all the hard work you have done to achieve the magnificent goals. Uh, P.S. It's pronounced Auckland. Uh, Alex. <laughs> I don't think Auckland is a hard one to pronounce. Yeah, but it's L-A-N-D. So you think of, at least I think of saying land. So I would say Auckland. Well, then you're forcing it. There is this place in New Zealand that's called like Grimslow or something. It's just, It's just like so odd and it's like the uh it, it's on something called like pauper's bay or something or poverty bay <laughs> like what a horrible <laughs> horrible place like it, that should be a pokemon town this message is from armando from tijuana mexico tijuana tijuana okay cool <laughs> hey yeah Got, i'm getting there uh lots of like no american emails this week this is pretty cool Titled Amazing Podcast uh, and writes in, just wanted to show some love and let you guys know how much I enjoyed the show. I'm about to turn 30. And until I came across your podcast, I never knew anyone in my age were, were even interested in playing Pokemon anymore. Not only has your content been informational and entertaining, but it has allowed me to break free from my shackles of shame that were cast on to me every time I walked into a GameStop to ask for a promo code. Keep up the good work, and I wish you guys all the best in your endeavors. No one should ever feel shame getting a promo code. You should only feel shame that you have to go into GameStop to do it. (laughs) I didn't know there was GameStops in Mexico. I guess that makes sense. Uh, Tijuana's right on the border, so they may be coming across to San Diego or something to go to GameStop. Tijuana is not like a like a resort town or like a vacation town, right? It is not like one. No. <laughs> okay. What, what's the big town people go to when they grow in Mexico? Oh, uh, there's lots of ones. Acapulco. I think Cozumel is very popular. 
I've never um, heard of any of these. Well, have you ever had a desire to go to Mexico for spring break? No, no. My friend yeah, Alex uh, proposed to his girlfriend in Mexico, but I can't Which remember that. Mexico. Yeah. It was. It was on the Gulf. It was like right next to the ocean. Yeah, that's well. No, it's either the Gulf or the ocean. Oh, okay. It was the, the <laughs> Gulf. It was the Gulf. Well, isn't the Gulf connects to the ocean eventually? Will pretty much yes. Um, but I mean, yeah, like anything on the Yucatan Peninsula, I think is considered to be pretty vacationy. Where where all the cruise ships go and such. Uh, this message is from David from Seattle, Washington. Just want to say, really, I just want to say that I really appreciate all the hard work you do. I think my favorite is Irene, but you are all great. In reference to episode two nine nine point eight two during Detective Pikachu. Are you de- disappointed that Pikachu isn't voice acted by Danny DeVito? And pers- I, I personally am, but I want to know what y'all think. And did, y- did you know that the average person thinks about Abraham Lincoln at least once a day? Question mark. Best of wishes, David. Well, that's not true because I haven't thought about Abraham Lincoln in quite some time. And I live right by his, like, memorial. I, I don't want to say, like, house, but. Yeah, but there's probably for you not list thinking about Abraham Lincoln. Somebody else is thinking about Abraham Lincoln twice a day. Well, uh, that's not how it works. <laughs> All right, here's the problem with that email. Okay. The first premise. What was the first premise again? Uh, Irina's their favorite. No, the second premise. All right, I here, let me put my stake in the ground. Okay. No need for argumentation, no need for classification, no need for remuneration. I don't find Danny DeVito to be funny. Okay. Uh, I don't enjoy his style of humor. And no, I don't want to see him in the content of the things that I do enjoy. So I am not disappointed in the slightest bit that Danny DeVito is not uh, playing the voice of Detective Pikachu. I don't know where this... I don't remember... Where or why the joke of Danny DeVito and Pikachu started? I remember it starting, but I don't know what the source was, and I don't know like what the joke originally was. Like, did Danny DeVito do something recently in the news to just pair with Pikachu? It's like, how no, did I, the joke get started, and why did people have an obsession, uh, obsession about putting these two together? Like I remember when I, it started, but I, I'm, I'm what I'm asking is where was like what made it start? I, I just think it's um was because when Detective Pikachu was first announced in Japan, and they realized that the the Pikachu was voice acted, and the voice actor for the Japanese Detective Pikachu was kind of grizzled sounding and everything like that. That that's why people immediately thought Danny DeVito would be. An appropriate voice actor for. I feel that like position. there's just other grizzled people. I think of before Danny DeVito. Agreed. <laughs> well, I mean, because he's still on television, right? That the, I mean, he's still on a semi-popular television program, so he's in like the eye of things, and he's known for being humorous and and everything. So, I think that's why people kind of put it together. But then there's also people who like cartoons and things that I don't enjoy. So I think those are all the same people. Mm. But no, I'm not disappointed. I, I don't have any any stake or do I care about Danny DeVito at all. I just, he's whatever. 
When's the last time you had steak? Uh, I don't know, like two weeks ago. Uh, you're a big red meat eater compared to me. Also, like, I just don't care about care about actors or actresses or, like, if if I like an actor, I don't, and they're in a movie that I have no interest in seeing just because I like the actor, I'm not I'm not going to see the movie. Like, it doesn't push me to like see content because, like, I can walk away from a movie and go, oh, like Christopher Waltz, like he was he played a really good role in like these two movies, but. If Christopher Waltz is going to be in another movie and I have no interest in seeing the movie, I'm just not going to see the movie. Yeah. You're not into that cult of personality. Whereas like Irene, I feel like is the opposite. If she really likes an actor, she wants to see all the movies that that actor is in. I would agree. I just don't care. (laughs) Well, let's wrap it up there. Thank you everyone for your emails. We have still a backlog of emails, but if you want to... (laughs) you want to add to that backlog, we're catching up. We're catching up. If you want to add to that backlog of email, you can do so by emailing us at sbj at ekmncast.com. Or you can just go to PokemonPodcast.com and hit the e- the contact button at the top of the page. Fill out the form. Hit send. It'll ask you if you're real or not. And yeah. So let's, uh, let's jump ship here to Pokemon of the Week. Throw it to you, Will. All right, Pokemon of the Week this week is Bufalant. Bufalant is a bovine Pokemon with a large, dark afro on its head, two large, curving horns, each with two golden growths resembling rings, protrude from the afro. It has a shaggy brown hide that ends at its knees and does not cover its face. A large, gray nose sits at the end of its short, beige snout, and its yellow eyes are partly hidden by its hair. There are black tear markings directly below its eyes. Each of its beige legs has a single gray hoof, and its tail ends in a stubby tuft of fur. A territorial Pokemon, it will headbutt anyone that attempts to invade its territory. However, in the anime, it has been known not to attack those with an afro hairstyle. Protected by its afro, which absorbs damage, its headbutts are strong enough to derail a train and send it flying. Bufalant is the only known Pokemon to learn Head Charge. And the origin of Bufalant. Bufalant is based on a buffalo, particularly in American bison. However, the horns more closely resemble those of the African buffalo or bison latifrons. The fur on its head resembles an afro. Head Charge inflicts damage, and the user receives the recoil damage equal to 25% of the damage done. A normal move, physical, power 120, accuracy 100%. Uh, so it's not terrible. Not that exciting. Is it an electric type move? Because it says charge. Uh, no, it's, yeah, it's normal. Lame. Uh, it is affected by t- King's Rock, if, uh, that ma- if that matters to you. So that it has more chance of crits? Is uh, King Rock flinch? Crits, crits. Is it? Yes. No, it's flinch. It? No, it's flinch. I was right. Oh well. Quick, quick claw. Yeah, yeah, just don't. Yeah, just don't even. Uh, don't even worry about King's Rock. Just put a quick claw on it, and uh, you'll be fine. Bufalant's base speed is uh, fifty-five. So yes, absolutely, put a quick claw on it. Make it quicker. Yeah, make it make it fast. Um, a shiny Bufalant is like a darker brown than the it's, standard it's brown here. 
<laughs> it's it's more brownie brownier. Uh, Bufaland represents May in the Unova horoscope. There's some trivia for you. May the month, not May the character. <laughs> the the widely hated character, or uh, was it her, her brother or something? Boy, tough to piece apart. Uh, Max. But was that May's brother? Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, not too much about Bufalant. It's uh, 50% male, 50% female. I think sometimes it gets the impression that it's uh, 100% male because Miltank is 100% female. Hey, this is no Tauros. This is Bufalant. As Tauros is 100% male, right? Maybe, probably. Wait, can bulls and buff can bulls and buffaloes be both male and female? Uh, okay. A female bull is called a cow. Right. Which um, is why... <laughs> Tauros are 100% male. Okay. So, bulls are 100% male because a female bull is a cow. So, that makes sense. So, what's the difference between a bull and a buffalo? Well, they're entirely different species. Mm. So, this is so, the reason why Tauros doesn't evolve into bufalant, which everyone seems to be upset about. And I mean, it's just for your language lesson of the day, uh, I think, I don't know what the corresponding one is for bull, right? But bull will typically typically be a word that's used for male animal. It can be, like, especially with mammals, much in the same way that uh, hen and cock are used for female and male. That's why you have cockroaches and hen roaches. Oh. Now you've learned something. Did you know, speaking of buffaloes, that... Buffalo, 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 buffalo. Stop it. Is a no. grammatically correct sentence in English. That is incorrect. That is incorrect. There's a Wikipedia article about it. Oh, Lord. That's like, because, but nobody would ever say that. So what's the value there? Because it's, because in English, it is a correct sentence. Congratulations. That's how words work. Yes, you can put <laughs> meaningless words next to each other if they're, the right like noun verb adverb adjective etc etc it, it they could potentially have meaning but they actually don't but the sentence makes sense does it really yeah there's a breakdown of it if you want to know what it means what does it mean please tell me please inform me let school me this time all right so you have uh you have the city of buffalo which is the place you have the verb buffalo, which means to bully or harass or intimidate. And then you have the noun, which is the animal, which is a bison, also called a buffalo. So what you're saying is it would mean buffalo, a buffalo from buffalo, that bully, that other buffalo from buffalo bully. They bully themselves because they're bullying buffalo from buffalo. Congratulations. We have now lost all listeners to this program. All of you, I hope you enjoy listening to Skeptic's Guide to the Universe. I'm sure that's next up on your podcast feed. <laughs> I think that's our episode. Some house cleaning real quick. Uh, where can they find you on the internet? Na various locations. Oh, wait, okay. So you can follow Will on Twitter at Wash in the Sink. You can follow me on Twitter at Dragging a Lake. You can follow the podcast on Twitter at Pokemon Podcast. Uh, we will be at PAX East on well all the days at pax but specifically on april 7th at pax east at noon 
Will and I, with some other special guests, will be speaking in the Arachnid Theater at 12 p.m. Eastern Time at noon. It will not be live-streamed. will actually not be recorded. I'm traveling very light to this PAX. I always travel. <laughs> I travel extremely heavy, and normally I bring my microphones to every PAX to record. There will be like six people on this panel instead of the normal three, so even if I brought my microphones, I wouldn't have enough for everyone. So we're going to try a traveling light. Also, like the live shows never do as good if I put them up on the podcast feed. So we'll just have a normal episode for that week. We'll record earlier. And yeah, PAX coming up. If you're going, if you're not, go- if you're not going to PAX, but you'll at least be in Boston, there will be some hangouts. I know a lot of people from Slack are going to take the trip out to Boston, even though they may or may not be going to PAX. So if you're interested in hanging out, uh, we'll remind you guys as, as episodes come out. Detective Pikachu comes out this week, so if you need some Pokemon content and you're sick of uh, Ultra Sun, Ultra Moon, get yourself some Detective Pikachu. Uh, I have started uploading my shiny videos to YouTube, so I know sometimes I'll tweet like 30 second clips of the shiny reactions, but if you want to see the before and after of that, I've uploaded like 6 to 10 minute videos on YouTube, youtube.com slash pkmncast, so if you want to check that stuff out. There's pretty much one video a day, if not, sometimes I'll skip a day and then just do two or three videos on a day, because YouTube is kind of time-consuming. Who would have guessed? So I think that's all we have, but thank you, Will. You're very welcome. Enjoy your Vanguard tonight. One would hope. Uh, And this has been another episode of the Pokemon Podcast, and we are... Super Effective. excited enough about that. <laughs> it's Super Effective was created and produced by me, Steve Black Jr. Logo and artwork were also created by me. The music on ISE was created by Nicholas Burgess. If you enjoy ISE, consider leaving a review in Apple Podcast or just tell a fellow friend about the show. ISE is my current job right now and I need all the support I can get to keep doing it weekly. If you'd like to support ISE, you can do so on Patreon. You can support me by heading over to ISE.cash. For as little as $2 a month, you'll gain access to our Slack community where you can battle, trade, and chat with other trainers. And for $5 a month, you'll gain access to our bonus anime podcast. A quick shout out to our producers of this show, which include Robert, Kevin, Mason, Kay, and Cygnus. Thank you all for listening.